Wait, get ready to cut this out. Okay. Oh, it's... Oh. Play the thing. Gotta play the thing. Just play the thing. You gotta play the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are spoilers in this podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast about a different way of viewing cinema, with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Scott Martin, and with me, as always, is the finger-licking good Oliver Deer. Hello there, Scott. And isn't it strange that we can't see each other today? Oh, this is the strangest podcast that's ever been. I hope that the audio comes out okay. We've got our own methods, but it is spooky, isn't it? It sure is, because currently, well, when we're usually doing the podcast, I get to sit across from you and read your facial features about how you're feeling. But now, I all I see is waves on my screen. Do you mean is... facial expressions? Yes. Because <laughs> you said features. How are my facial features, Ol? Uh, they're good. <laughs> Thanks, man. How are you today, Ollie? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, you must be excited for this episode. I sure am. Uh, it's last week you had your most anticipated film of the year, Spider-Man: Homecoming. That's this it, week baby. we got mine. We got mine. We got Baby Driver, which is my most anticipated film this year because it's made by a director Edgar Wright, who made Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim, Shaun of the Dead, World's End, and this is his. This is Don't actually just his Paul. No, he didn't make Paul. Don't be an idiot. No. (laughs) It was just featuring those two. Okay. (laughs) No, he didn't make that. Um, But yeah, so this is his fifth film, and he's, which is pretty crazy, because like, I don't know, he's only made five films in his whole career, uh, like feature films. Yeah, yep. It's pretty crazy. So I'm very, I was very excited to see Baby Driver this week. And also uh, the anticipations there, just because not only did he make five, but they're all very, very well received. They're all amazing, top-notch yep. stuff. Uh, and we'll discuss whether or not Baby Driver was good too. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but for this week, I uh, had a little bit of a thought. I actually want to follow up with something, and then it will lead into my thought. Last okay. week, we were talking about my pet peeve of uh, things in like fantasy or young adult novels, anything like that. If there's like a group or an enemy group, like the way the author or creator will name them is to add ER on the end. Yep. So, uh, Walker is a zombie. Uh, lots of zombie ones. Biter, Eater. Um, and then in other things, there were, like, uh, there were Sixes from Terra Nova. Oh, God, there was no. uh, Reavers, Runners, Maze Runner. Yep. All, all, all that great stuff. All that really unoriginal garbage. <laughs> well, really? <laughs> just, just so a, bad. Just, just a simple naming convention, really. But I followed up with one. Um, this week, week I downloaded the audiobook for um, Ready Player One. Oh, okay. That's going to be a film soon by Steven sure Spielberg. Still, Steven Spielberg. And I was yep. surprised they actually mentioned Steven Spielberg in the book. Oh, wow. That's and cool. saying how like, it would be cool if he made a movie about this guy's life story. Oh, my God. That's, that's quite an old book as well, so that wasn't, like, written with the intention of having him uh, no. film it, would it? No, 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 it wasn't. Wow. It was, I think it was a 2010 book. I don't know. Oh, that's not... Okay. Still, now, it, crazy. It, and the thing is, like, I am enjoying it, but it is very... It has some cringe moments. It's very cringe video game stuff, and it's young adult cringe as well, a little bit. But it's good. Um, but immediately, first chapter, um, I had two. Two names with the no. ER on the end. The first <laughs> one, all right, so... The premise of the novel is like he's hidden this an Easter egg for in in his um in this giant virtual world, 
So I love like that a, already. I'm a, a big Easter egg guy. Yeah, a big treasure. And if 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 anyone finds it, they'll like win his inheritance. Game, uh, the creator of the game, and oh. so if you're hunting this egg, you're an egg hunter. But that's too long to say, so they're called Gunters. Oh no, they do not. They're short. They are sure are. They're Gunters. They didn't even just shorten it to Hunters. <laughs> it's Gunters. Gunters. Because it's Easter Egg Gunters. <laughs> egg Gunters. Ah. Oh, but yeah, uh, I, I really that, hate that. Yeah, it was really bad. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give my money to Steven Spielberg. Man. <laughs> if he implements that, I'm. I'm right off it. <laughs> the other one was. Again, uh, Sixes. Sixes is also in this. In what way? Uh, the enemy, the like, sort of the bad guys. They don't have usernames. They have numbers, and all the numbers are six oh. digits long, and they start with a six. Okay. So they're the Sixes. It's sometimes called the Suxes because they suck. <laughs> oh, got them. Hey, do they do they say gamers at any point, or do they just say no? That I don't think they've said gamers. That's interesting. Um, but anyway, I wanted to lead into a thought because Steven Spielberg is making this film. Um, yep. and the other day a image was released, uh, the first onset image of, it was this guy with a virtual headset on, um, being in like a dun- a dingy little apartment space, uh-huh. yucky apartment space, but he's got his virtual headset on cause he's, it's about, uh, being in a virtual video game. Interesting enough, uh, the dude... In the book is this fat guy. Yeah, you know, he's he's fat and gross in real life. And in <laughs> the game, he's not. But in this picture they released, he looks like a a skinny, a skinny tall lad. Oh, and okay. So I thought, I wanted to ask you, um, what, are you what are your thoughts on adaptations? Yeah, right. Um... <laughs> have, you, have you ever come across, like, something that just, like, fundamentally did not work when they try to adapt it because like they just changed something that in this yeah. case it was it's clearly for market attraction because no one wants to have a fat <laughs> protagonist i guess i mean well what's a what's a good adapt- adaptation you've seen versus a bad one i don't know what exactly it was that was bad about it but mm. i didn't like um the me before you movie as much as i did the book right but did they did they did they fundamentally change anything? No, nah, I think really it was just, it was just cut scenes and like you know like long dialogue that kind of explains like character motivations better that wasn't in the film. Right, fair enough. But I'm thinking like even if it's like a comic book that I've read that really changed stuff like Iron Man three, I know takes inspiration from like ten different comic arcs. Um, and well that that's a good one because in the comics of Iron Man, the Mandarin is a is a powerful enemy of the yeah. of Iron Man. He's he's the nemesis. Is is that right? Like Iron yeah, Man's yeah, nemesis. He, yeah, he's like the Thanos of just Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which so that's that's interesting. That instead of making him the character, they totally disappointed fans and made him. Um, he wasn't he wasn't the Mandarin. He was um, he was nothing. <laughs> he was an actor. Yeah, yeah the um. <laughs> The company was definitely just trying to like get, hey, you weren't expecting this, were you? But by doing that, they made it bad. Like, here's the thing: like, I hadn't read the comic, and I I like the twist, but I I can I can totally understand how people who have been loving this villain have been yeah. absolutely bamboozled by this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but do do you know an example of of a real bad adaptation? You read a lot more books that turn into <laughs> films than I do. For um, me, it's like maybe video game movies that I. You know that are bad, like the yeah. Avatar movie, for example. We could talk about that. Yeah. Um. 
the Avatar. Uh, I think. Look, I just think the Avatar movie's been talked about. <laughs> People yeah, know. yeah, true. I think we've even it's, talked about it a couple it's a, times. It's a case of um, that movie had so many things wrong with it. Not just it wasn't solely the fact that they changed everything from the <laughs> the TV show what yeah. made it good. Um, a bad one. Well, here, here's this isn't a bad one, right? But. I think this is just the case of, like, whenever you read a book, you're always going to be let down, I, I think. Like, in some way, you're going to be let down, and it's going to take you a while to separate the movie from the book. Oh, okay. the, <laughs> You said when you read a book, you're always going to be let down. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you realize you have to read. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Um, but I guess, like, the only Harry Potter book I read before seeing the movie was um, The Deathly Hallows. Yes, me too. Yeah. The initially the mo the the film I was most disappointed with just coming straight out of the cinema was the was the final one part two, Deathly Hallows part two. Okay. I was disappointed coming out because I was like, a in the book Harry kills Voldemort in front of all all the all the students at Hogwarts and all the teachers and all the Death Eaters. He yeah. kills him. He kills him in the Great Hall in front of everybody. And it's basically like a circle is stand- yeah. of people are standing around them watch this battle happen. And like not only that are they like not only there's like a circle around them, but they're like rotating around each other all like cowboy y, yeah. you know, yeah. like this town ain't big enough for the two of us kind of yeah. thing. And it was it I thought it was so powerful because it's like all these people have feared this villain, Voldemort, for so long and now they're just standing around him in a circle about to watch his demise. Yeah. And he's just like he's lost his power just for the simple fact no one fears him anymore. But in the movie, they battle one on one outside with no witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> and they could have made a real quick pact and just let Voldemort go, and no one would be none the wiser. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever? Here's a better question: okay. Have you ever liked an an adaptation more than the source content? Um, because I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it is. It's just like... No, nothing's coming to mind. The format in which you first read it, you, like, you can't erase it from your mind because you're always going to have things being like, hey, that was, what about this good thing from the book? This good thing from the game? Even like a TV show like kind of going against its own source material. Like I'm thinking of like Doctor Who. The new Doctor's going to be cast today. Oh, are they going to reveal who it is today? Yes. Or? Yeah, tonight. Oh, I don't want to know. Um, There is a... A, a thread on the Doctor Who subreddit about how to best avoid all of this until oh, really? December. Yeah, it's like <laughs> unsubscribe from BBC, um, never go on Facebook, <laughs> just stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, never um, go so on if Facebook. You, I, I can link you that if you want. But, but like, they kind of go against their own source material, like, a couple of times. Like, for example, there's been talk of a female doctor and a lot of fans are up in arms about whether, like, the Time Lord has always been a man, so... We go against that, and that's kind of like adapting to your audience. It's not adapting from source material per se, but that's something that's just coming to my head at the moment. Yeah. Where, like, to go from, like, an obese character to a thin character just for, like, preference of the audience. I wonder if, like, pe- like that's what people are saying in, you know, comment threads all about Doctor Who. Oh, if it becomes a female, that's just pandering to a particular audience or whatever. So... Yeah, that is kind of similar in a way, but not something from like a book I can't think of. Yeah, the the best adaptation I've seen recently, and I was actually so surprised is um, Lemony Snicket's uh, series of unfortunate events on Netflix. Uh, the series, yeah. I thought that was, it, I would have to describe it as like a perfect adaptation. Um, I don't know. It's just like it seemed to get the tone right. It seemed to 
not skip really anything. Like they they because they had they have so much time in this in a series format rather than the movie. They have um they have so much space to cover literally everything that happens in the book, or yeah. like close close to everything. But yeah. Baby Driver Baby. Ollie, it's your favourite film of this year, 100%. I have not heard your thoughts on it, but I'm almost confident that it's your favourite film ever. It's so strange that we didn't see... This is the first film we haven't actually seen together. Yeah, that's Um, right. I had to watch it by myself. That was bad. (laughs) Did you? Oh, Yeah, well, that's fine. Um, I don't have any friends. Um, but it, yeah, it was strange because I have no idea about your opinion and you have no idea about mine. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I keep on wanting to like give you something. I'm like, oh, I'm going to mention this on the pod and then I have to yeah. stop myself from messaging it to you. Yeah. I, th- I think this is good this way because we're just going to have no, we, we might have like no, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, agreement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me just constantly saying, yeah, yeah. Like I do. I'll admit I've got a new segment lined up. Okay, yeah, go on then. <laughs> okay, this is my popcorn review of um, <laughs> the Orana Cinema um, Bustleton popcorn review. Um, <laughs> I got a large popcorn, and um, because like even though I was by myself, I I love I love a, a after movie popcorn. You know, you just like you set your popcorn oh, yeah. down. You've got like half of a bucket left, and you're just like doing something on a computer, and you just got some popcorn next to you. Yeah. Oh. So I got a large popcorn, um, but I also wrote in my notes, it's not as buttery as I would have liked, but um, good salt <laughs> distribution. I can't believe you'd write in. <laughs> I, I can't wait for next week when I'm back in a real cinema, though. <laughs> Let me open with a dramatic statement, okay? Okay. About Baby Driver. Oh, about, about Edgar Wright. Yeah, okay. sure. Here, here it comes, here it comes. Okay. Edgar Wright has disappointed me three times in a row. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, what do you think about that? Well, I'm th- I'm thinking, well, there'd have to be something, because I know that The World's End wasn't one of your favourites, but am I missing a film between this and The World's End? Because the one before that is literally your favourite film of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so The World's End, uh, when I first watched it, I was slightly disappointed because I didn't think it was as good as uh, Hot Fires or Shaun of the Dead. Yep. But I've come to like it a lot more, like... Still not as good as Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, but on par, like, it's it's worthy. Okay. It's worthy of that trilogy. But yeah, it was good. And and as with Edgar Wright films, every time you watch them, there's always something new. Like, you will always notice a, just a joke in the background or yeah. something along those lines. Uh, every time you see it, like Scott Pilgrim, I know we we watched that recently and there was all these extra jokes we didn't know about. Yep, absolutely. Hot, Hot Fuzz, you can always find something. I did. There uh, was a lot of stuff that I found. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, th- one of the characters was holding a DVD, and then he chucked it down, and next to it was Shaun of the Dead. And it was literally like... Oh, really? Wow. It was, oh, it was one-tenth of a frame, I swear to God, but I recognized it, and I was I went back and paused it. And sure enough, Shaun of the Dead DVD is on the pile next to where uh, Nick Frost's character chucks down that like Chuck Norris movie of Bruce Lee or whatever he was holding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Hey, I found another thing. Uh, The second time Edgar Wright disappointed me (laughs) was that he didn't direct Ant-Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
that he he uh, stepped away from that to <laughs> presumably pursue Baby Driver instead. Yeah, and and there was citing creative differences, but what we got it did have a little bit of a Edgar Wrighty feel. Uh, yeah, that's true. That is it, true. It's the most Edgar Wright film that was not made by Edgar Wright. <laughs> I think is a good way of putting it. I, I would say Snatch is the most Edgar Wright film. Oh uh, yeah, by Edgar yeah, Wright. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Sure. And also, our films that we make together are also the most. Edgar oh yeah, Wright films. <laughs> we love we love our wishes and swings yeah. and match cuts and all the, all that all that jazz. Definitely. Now Edgar Wright disappointed me yesterday. Ah, uh, sorry, two days ago when I saw Baby Driver. And I stepped out of the cinema, and I have to say, when I was initially just stepping out, I was disappointed. Okay. And I, I think this is entirely because I did not watch the trailers. So here's my big thing, is I didn't think it was super funny, which is what I expect from Edgar Wright. Yep. And it wasn't, it definitely wasn't his uh, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh style. Yeah. It wasn't the fast cut editing he usually does. And yeah, and I, I was, I was, I went into this expecting exactly Edgar Wright and it's not what I got and I initially I was like ah oh, well that's it's not, not anything like I thought it was going to be it's it had some like I don't know it had some average moments but then in the in the car I was talking to some other people who I saw it with they were saying oh yeah but I didn't I didn't expect it would be like an Edgar Wright film from the trailers I thought it was like he's apparently he had said in interviews it wasn't supposed to be um completely funny like it wasn't supposed to be over the top jokes sitting here now i remembering it a lot more fondly okay that's good and i think as with every single edgar wright i'm going he he changes my expectations but in the long run uh he's made something more unique than his previous things and then i start to like it more for what it is and not for what i was expecting so that's that's my those are my thoughts on on Baby Driver, basically. Well, just just initial thoughts. Um, uh, It was good, though. It was good. And every time I remember something about it, I think, oh, yeah, that actually is really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. What did you think about it? I, I wrote, and I'm, and I'm reading it off my phone right now, not as funny as expected, didn't feel like a right film, still excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so that is exactly, like, even though we went right. and not talked to each other about this beforehand, we didn't see it together, we don't know expectations from each other we had the exact same thought it just yeah there wasn't i was waiting for the you know um a a baby putting his hand on the clutch and then pushing it down i know yeah Um, the moment i saw him in the car i was like oh here we go here is literally the first shot and i'm like yeah yeah, zoom on the clutch zoom on the pedal zoom on the windscreen wipers it let's go (laughs) it didn't happen once no no it got it got it sort of got close in that car scene but that was the extent of it, yeah. I suppose. But um, the, yeah, the, um, for those that haven't seen it, uh, the gimmick he does use, and not, it's not gimmick, but like the style he does use in this film to make it his personal thing is he times everything to music. So all of the action se- scenes and every time Baby's uh, listening, the main character Baby uh, is listening to music in his earphones you'll hear the music and most of the action and what's happening will be in time with the beats. I have to say, this is probably the best example of audio editing I've ever seen. Right. In our little film production group that we have together, I'm the audio guy. Like, I'll, I'll keep a, an ear out for sound in film where I don't think anyone else from the group would really bother that much to care about. Yeah. This was such a 
pleasure to watch. <laughs> like, just from moments of him, um, I had the biggest smile on my face. At the, like, I couldn't stop myself from smiling at one point. And it's not a joke. It's not anything. Literally, b- Baby just drives up to a car park. He gets out. He closes the door. He walks to, an, he walks to a, the diner door, opens that. There's another door in front of him. He opens that and walks in. But what happens is that when he steps out, his foot makes a noise in time with a like a drum kick. Yeah. Right. And then he'll close the door and it'll happen the same thing. So you've got this like simple guitar, din, 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 and then a drum kick every now and then. Right. Yeah. So he would grab the door and pull on it and that would sound like... But it doesn't take over the actual like music that's playing underneath. It'll just go along with it. And yeah. God, it just made me so happy. Everything was so perfect. Like I've I've never seen anything like that before. I've seen movies try to do that. In Shaun of the Dead, they do that. You know, it's like a two and a half minute scene when um, Shaun and the crew are in the bar and uh, "Don't Stop Me Now" by Queen is playing. Oh and yeah, and yeah. they're smacking the zombie with a pool stick <laughs> um, to the to the beat. But this it was ninety something minutes of that. It was so good. Just everything was on beat and on cue. It's clearly something Edgar Wright's like been wanting to do for a long time, like the, an idea that he can just do the whole movie and it's all in time. Yeah. Uh, the I I knew that um, the movie was was gonna have like some relation to music and being in time with the music. I thought the gimmick would be like the first scene he's walking down the street. And every time the music goes whoa or yeah, it's like written in graffiti oh on the wall, or it's or it's just on a sign somewhere. It was yeah. Etly. A lot of times it was etched in the tree, and I was like, hang on a second, what was that? Like it just went by. Yeah. And then I, I paid attention for it the next time, and oh my god, that's just so cool. And and uh, it went on, and I I guess like right now, saying this right now, I think my opinion will change in the future. Again, I expected that to happen throughout, sort of like or at least new spins on that idea the that everything's always got the music like everything in the, the set design is a part of the music mm-hmm. um but later on i found that some of the every being things being in time were less they weren't as noticeable and i wanted them to be more because yeah. i thought that i thought that was the point i thought the point was everything's in time you got to notice it and it later on it just ended up being more subtle but I think over time I'm gonna I'm gonna appreciate that more as just this is just something they've done and it's just part of the film. It's again, it's, again, it's, it's not like, the main focus. It's like another what we were just talking about before. We will just notice it more and more with subsequent viewings of this. Mm. Um, yeah, like the, I'm sure there will be another example of one of my favorite ones was um, uh, John Hamm shooting the gun. And it was like to a guitar. <laughs> oh my god! It, like the guitar thing was just play- had been playing the whole time. But then, like the if the guitar was going down, 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 he would be like dush, 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 yep. with his gun, and it was sick. Whatever that they're shooting at, like they had like machine guns, so that was kind of like the guitar underneath, like and then shotguns would happen, because that sort of thing wasn't in the trailer. Well, I didn't find it. In the trailer, in the trailer, they just used a song, and things would sort of be cut to it, but not not in the same way they were in the movie. Because in the movie, it used a lot of long takes to be able to do the impressive um, "everything's in time" to the music sort of thing. But in the trailer, it's just that wasn't really uh, evident. So, did you know that's how the movie was going to be going in? Um, yeah, somewhat. There was um, there was a bit that I saw of like 
cast interviews and there was clips underneath. Um, and I think it was John Hamm that said, or it might have been actually Kevin Spacey saying like, music is the heartbeat of this film. Everything's yeah. in time. Door closing, um, gun shooting, it all, like, just pay attention. If you really pay attention to the audio, you'll get something a lot more out of this than other people might. Yeah. Um, and, the sh- and the scene that they were showing underneath while Kevin Spacey was saying that was um, the gunshot scene with um, Jamie Foxx being the first to shoot. You know what I'm talking about? With the, uh, yeah. With yeah, the crazy guns in front of them. Yeah. I, I think I was not expecting as much as it as I got, though. Like, you were saying that you thought the whole yeah. shtick was going to be this. Yeah. I, I thought, like, you know, he's got... I knew that it was going to be music influence, but I didn't think it was going to be to the extent of graffitied lyrics on the wall as he walks past it, that kind of thing. Right. Um, but you can definitely get that feeling from that uh, that scene happening that, yes, this is going to be in beat with a song playing underneath. Right. But I thought that might yeah. have been, like, the only one that was, like, really going to be standing out. So I was in, expecting to be disappointed that that was going to be the only thing, but it turned out they did have more up their sleeves, which was good. Yeah, that, yeah, that was good. So... I mean, I guess with the trailer, I did uh, disappoint... Like, by not watching the trailers, I'm not sure if I disappointed myself because I like I had people around me say, well, that yeah, I always knew um, that it wasn't going to be like his other films. Uh, but I... Yeah, so I disappointed... Or I spoiled myself or gave myself uh, preconceived ideas about the film, not by not watching the trailers, but by watching all that other Edgar Wright stuff and yeah, expecting all that. We have, you know, we've been talking so much in the past about how trailers seem to ruin stuff because it tells you too much or it gives you the feel mm. of a film. But you had expectation, and again, yeah, I built, I built rep- a reputation for it up in my mind. Yeah, you, <laughs> you see, oh, it's, you know, it's doing well. People are saying that it's quite good or whatever, and yeah, expectation can be worth like trailers in that way can be grounding because you get to yeah. see what it actually will be to yeah. some extent maybe too much so in some other points mm. but it's still that's kind of the point but yeah that's just that's because i i too had expectations i'm a big fan yeah. of his work scott pilgrim's one of my favorite movies and i saw hot fuzz the other night i was yeah. expecting that clutch shot but i didn't get it so i don't yeah. know if i'm disappointed by it <laughs> maybe it's kind of good that he's stepping away from being a one-trick pony you know yeah. like being the person to put their hands on a clutch and push it down we were all expecting that is it good to then not give the fans what they expect even though that yeah. they think they'll like it but then again that's boring yeah so maybe like this is just something that's it's it was present in the world of the cornetto trilogy because it made sense it was just that was the world it was fast-paced british comedy yeah, yeah. um and scott pilgrim made sense because it was cartoony and video gamey but i suppose this movie was he it's wanted just to a heist, it, baby. Yeah, it was a heist film, so I bet you loved it. Um, but it was gra- it was grounding, like it was it was, um, I guess, somewhat more based in realism. Yeah, like yeah. as far as far as his other movies compared to his other movies, you know. Yeah, it's still um, like a musical world, but it's yeah. it's the yeah it's the closest we'll get to the real world from Edgar Wright. Yeah, um, there there are some classic Edgar Wright things in there though. though um, just like set design wise and jokes like that, uh, things that wouldn't exist in real life but are there. Uh, when the camera's looking up at a building and it has the two yellow lines going up the building, like the middle of a road. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I was thinking, no building looks like that, but that's very <laughs> cool. 
That's very cool. Yeah. Because that's in all the promotions is the two yellow lines, uh, like a, the middle of a road. Yeah. Leading down. Um, I noticed that the parking spot that he was in was B2. And I thought, is that like a, like B squared, like BB, like baby? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Is that a thing? Oh, I don't know. I think I'm very smart for picking that one up. I think I'm, I reckon you'll find that an Easter egg site in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you um, heard it here first. In, in regards to the trailer spoiling something, um, one of the best bits from the film, comedy wise, was when um, all the people that were participating in the heist all got, uh, they were wearing masks. Yeah. And Kevin Spacey said, wear a Michael Myers mask from the movie Halloween. Mm hmm. But what the um the dumbass character got was he bought three Halloween Michael Myers masks so they look like Mike Myers. Yeah, from Austin um, Powers. Yeah, version. and there's like bit every now and then there'd be like a there'd be like a quote like Jamie Fox turns around and goes like not groovy man not groovy. <laughs> so that like um him handing out the Michael Myers um masks saying where the confusion came from. Uh, Jamie Foxx calling him an idiot, and then later on, Jamie Foxx saying not groovy. They were all in the trailers, and that was what one of the biggest laughs in the movie theater that I was in um, was that moment, but I didn't enjoy it as much because I saw it in the trailer. Because right. the, the trailers, um, I found them, there was a lot in them. There was like yeah, there a was, lot of... I don't, I don't know if I got an a entire sense of plot in them, definitely. Like, I don't think I, it revealed the plot too heavily. Uh, it, de- it definitely didn't uh, reveal anything about um, John Hamm becoming the eventual villain. But yeah. uh, the rest of it, um, the rest of it, ha- yeah, it had a lot of it had a lot of stuff. And initially, I I thought it was it was okay because they were only revealing things up and uh, up until Kevin Spacey saying, "You've got one more job, kid," and then you're then you're like you're out of my pocket. Uh, like you you won't then you won't owe me anything. Um, and I guess that in the trailer, that sort of set it up like that would be the main arc, but that, that actually ends fairly early on. Uh, yeah, within like the first, like maybe half an yeah, hour, 45 he ca- minutes. Yeah, he gets out of his debt pretty early. Of course, Kevin Spacey comes back and says, you still need to drive for me though, because I need, I need yeah. you. And you're kind of expecting it as well, because the movie's about him driving. Yeah. Like, did you really think it was going to end at half an yeah, hour? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what did you, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm very glad I didn't watch the trailers even though maybe it had maybe would change my expectations about um about what the film was going to the tone and what it was going to be like well you say that it reveals a lot but remember that you're watching this with the knowledge of the that, film yeah in your that's head. true that is true um so you know oh that person's looking at this person and then you think oh that's because they're pissed at this yeah, person yeah. but for other people you just there's just characters looking that's true um they they did they did keep showing that that sick car stunt where he skid through an alley, but oh, like a th- oh, 360. Yes. That was really awesome. <laughs> but they showed that a lot. I mean, it, that was, it was early on in the film. It's not super spoilers yeah, or anything. I was expecting more of those like cool yeah. shots like that because it was in the trailer, but perhaps not. Um, Jamie Foxx is like such like the crazy, um, like murderous, or oh, I'll kill anybody that crosses me kind of character. Yeah. Were you surprised to see in the third act of the film when they John Ham it up to 11? Uh, yeah. I, I was, it? yeah. Get it? <laughs> oh, come on. I wrote that in the oh, cinema. Wow. Appreciate that more. I was like, oh, they're really John Hamming it up now. <laughs> Whatever. I, re- I really liked that um, not only was J- John Ham the surprise villain, but um, it made entire sense. It didn't come out of nowhere. It didn't just, yeah. it didn't come, uh, oh, I've been evil all along. No, no, no. Like, 
It was something that happened during the events of the film that made him upset, that made him come after Baby, and he's, like, not a bad guy. Because he was nice before that, you know? Yeah, he seems to be one of the only characters that really gets Baby, but it is mentioned a few times, like, this guy can go insane if he needs yeah. to. But it, it also makes sense. His his love, his love, his lover has just been killed, and he wants to punish the person who did that to her, so... Yeah, it's 100% Baby's fault, <laughs> yeah. even though he didn't kill her. It's still his yeah. fault. Yeah, and he... He pretty much all the people you think are going to be the villain die or <laughs> or aren't yeah. or aren't as bad as you thought. Like Kevin Spacey was is just I thought Kevin Spacey just turning around and being like, actually, you know what? I'll help you. Um, I was in love once, so oh, I totally understand. Yeah. I was like, where'd that come from? <laughs> yeah, me too. I was thinking, oh, there'd be some kind of like explanation here. They're gonna say, oh, maybe my mum died too or whatever. I don't know. Just that was a very quick turnaround. Yeah. Um. And finally, this is something that I found incredibly disappointing with the movie. Mm. Um, Do you remember about a week ago, I messaged you and I said, hey, I'm really annoyed. I just spoiled myself a bit from Baby Driver. Oh, yeah. What was that? Well, it turned out (laughs) that it was not real. And I was reading a lie. Oh, okay. Good. (laughs) Um. I was looking up the discussion on Reddit for Spider-Man Homecoming, and it said at the top, new discussion for Baby Driver, and I thought, I'm just going to see the top comment to see if people like it. I love doing it, yeah. Just to see if people like it. I didn't want any spoilers, but um, I scrolled down, and it said, after credit scene, and it said, after credit scene, yes, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm not going to read it, but because I'm just looking at it, it, it just said... Like, I, I can read it just because I'm looking at it, but I'm not actually, like, sub, like consciously reading it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I see the words Sean and Scott Pilgrim, and I'm like, oh. <gasps> oh, oh, my no. God. And I just decided, you know what, I'm going to read it because I have to. It said, Scott, uh, Sean and Scott Pilgrim meet Baby to join the Edgar Wright Initiative. Like like the Avengers style. And I thought that was the coolest and funniest thing ever. And I was like, I can't wait to see that in the film. Like Scott Pilgrim, one of my favorite characters in cinema. I love, and I just saw Simon Pegg only a couple days ago watching Hot Fuzz. Oh my God. Um, I couldn't believe it. And I waited for the entire movie, the entire oh cinema. No. Everyone left. And I was just sitting there by myself thinking, Pfft what they're they're not checking but no it it wasn't there and I thought well maybe just because I'm in Bustledon and Bustledon is so bad they didn't get this I don't know and then I I, after the movie I finally got to check the Reddit discussion thread and I scrolled down to see if anyone else was pissed off and sure enough yeah they were oh wow a lot of people were saying like I told my friends to wait till the end of the movies to see that bit oh, you piece of shit who did that <laughs> but yeah I don't know why they would do that it got me so excited like I was researching it for a very long time thinking well clearly this guy knows something yeah. is it on another website no <laughs> he just wrote it like a like a uh. and it was like it's in the you know you know what I mean like it's in the official like discussion not like a comment on it yeah so wow. that was um, disappointing. Like, I was a bit let down that that didn't happen. It was, and it was the perfect time to do it as yeah. well. Like, I, I didn't get spoiled, I guess, is the good thing. But I'm disappointed that I didn't get to see that great, yeah. something that would have been very funny. Uh, I reckon that concludes our discussion on The Baby Driver. So what do you what do you think? Of, what are you giving it? Um, okay, so I'm going to give it a... Uh, you know what? I had, I had lots of fun. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I think I would definitely go see it again. Mm. So I'm going to give it a HD, yeah. like a like a low HD. Well, no, like medium HD. Like I want to see it again, which makes me think HD as well. But like I would give it a D now is my feeling towards it. But I know in the future yeah. I'm going to like it more. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, low HD as well for me. Uh, trailers, I I didn't I didn't think they were good. I thought there was a lot in them. Even even if you didn't have context, they were showing a lot of the locations, I guess. And they were showing some of the some of the highlight stunts, perhaps. So I'm going to give that a uh, pass. I'm going to give it a credit only because um, I don't think that the trailers revealed as much as other films have yeah, lately. True. Cough, Spider Man, Superman, <laughs> uh, Sp- Spider Man, Superman. What? <laughs> That'd be a good movie. Yeah. Um, but but they did show like a lot of like TV featurettes and yeah, clips like that. Yeah. So it accumulated to showing quite a bit. Yeah. So I'll give it a credit for that. Alrighty. Well, yeah, we did it. We did it. Your favorite my film favorite of this film year. year. I don't think it will be uh, by the year's end. It will be my favorite film. But all right. Well, now what's your most anticipated towards the end? Is it the Last Jedi, or is it Thor Ragnarok? Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, that's a great because point. Ta- I do I like love me some yeah, Taika Waititi. Waititi. Isn't Justice League coming out this year? It sure oh, is. I'm not, yeah, I'm not excited for it though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess Star Wars or yeah, Star Wars. All right, well, how about we uh, we play another song? Oh, let me hear some music. This one is another one from Baby Driver. This was actually what inspired Edgar Wright to write this film. He um, This was from the featurette that I was watching, Ollie. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he listened to this and imagined a car scene in his head. Awesome. And that turned out to be the opening scene, and then he went from that. So this is the John Spencer Blues Explosion. How cool of a name is nice. that? Uh, with their track, Bell Bottoms. <laughs> Ollie, let's talk about some things that I don't like. What don't you like? Pet peeves. Let me let me hear some. <laughs> Morley. Morley. World's worst God. God. It's time for pet peeves. <laughs> okay, so this week for pet peeves, this is actually a pet peeve that I've had my entire life. Wow. Um, this is the one that, like, I should be saving this up for the 100th episode because I hate <laughs> it that much. Okay. Um... But again, just, like, even though I see it everywhere, it's not perfectly showing up. So, like, my examples that I've got are, are pretty subpar. Okay. But I assure you it's everywhere and I hate it. Yeah. It's mostly it's mostly shown in, um, like, teen comedy, uh, maybe TV shows or maybe teen um, romance movies. Yeah. Um, but mostly, like, along the likes of, like, iCarly and Drake and Josh, those kind of shows. I hate it. When a character is pissed off at another character. Yeah. And the other character that's not pissed says, how about we, uh, how about we go fix it? And then it goes back to the pissed character and that character goes, you think? <laughs> and then cue, cue the, like the, that's where, that's where the biggest laugh of the episode is showing up, right? If they're, and I, I'm really disappointed that my example is uh, they're all TV shows without laugh tracks. No. Oh. But I promise you, it would be the biggest laugh of the film. Just uh, I, <laughs> so it's like a Disney Nickelodeon kids thing. Yeah, but it's showing up everywhere. All I've right. got an example from a kids show. Okay. And uh, two examples of things that are not for kids. This one is from the kids show, so I'll start with that. Have you heard of Steven Universe? Um, somewhat. It's very similar to the likes of Adventure Time, that kind of style okay. of humor. Yep. So this is from that. Maybe we should check. You think? 
<laughs> yeah, just that is that's perfect. Like that's exactly what it is. Yeah. The character's pissed <laughs> off, the other character's not. Maybe we should check. Yeah, think. Uh this one is See this like this is where I think is really annoying for me because it it happens in shows that I really enjoy mm-hmm. as well. Um one of my man, it's embarrassing to say, but one of my favorite T V shows is New Girl. Yeah, okay. Um, I think its style of humor is very funny and very different, <laughs> but uh, it falls into that terrible you think trap in the episode Cooler from season two. I can see how in this second instance I might be considered a cooler. If you want to label him. You think? <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Um, and also the uh, the the movie um, Lucky Number Slevin. Oh, you heard gee, that? yeah, I've heard that name. <laughs> Have you really? I've never. I thought like this was gonna be a really like obscure like my 1950s reference last week <laughs> I, I think i've heard it just because it's it's something you remember because it sounds so stupid like that yeah, that name sure okay so this is exactly it's another two second clip it's exactly what you think it is i can't do that you think here we go <laughs> you think <laughs> i just think of the very lazy writing that uh, i say that every time but it, that's why it's a it's a pet peeve of mine yeah i hate lazy writing and they're all going to be about like this yeah someone needs to patent that like it's so used and for a laugh too yeah it's not just it's not just lazy writing like they're using it for a laugh this is something i think you should be able to find very often yeah yeah and it's i'm just, definitely it's everywhere i'm also going to say this to you a lot now uh, you think oh um <laughs> <laughs> shout out to um listener slash friend eden who messaged me saying i'm going to make a movie of all of the things that you hate yeah <laughs> All of your pet peeves put into one it, thing. It would actually be really cool. Like someone walks into a room, wipes the wipes the whiteboard off, like really important stuff on the whiteboard, and starts explaining yeah. their own thing. Character behind is like, oh. And then once he starts writing, he said he tries to speak, but then he can't. And then he's like, you know what? Screw it. Uh, I don't <laughs> care that I wipe your whiteboard off. Elephant. <laughs> what? Elephant man. You know. They don't have good memories, yeah. just like you, and no, no, just like me, and I can't remember the thing that you just wiped off because I have elephant memory. <laughs> and then the camera in one take will follow the character out of the building as he gets into a car, and then it will crash. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we all know if it's a long shot, there's going to be a big crash. Yep. Well, someone's waiting in there. Anyway, um, it's time for bloody... Uh, you've had your little whinge about your little pets... You don't like dogs, you yep. don't like cats, but Aye. but uh, we're going to follow this straight up with some poetry, don't we, Scott? A little bit we of... We do. We have to do some poetry. Uh, fun game we love to play. Critically acclaimed or critically lame? And... No, no, no. Nah, nah. The time for critical lame, or is it critically good? We really need the uh, an intro for critically acclaimed, critically lame, so that we don't have to have an awkward transition between segments. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like my little mumbles. Anyway, oh, I'm gonna okay. give you, I'm gonna give you two haikus again, and one of them is a haiku describing the plot of a critically acclaimed film, and one is a critically lame film. Okay, so. Here, let's see if you can get it this way. You've got every single other one. You get them all. <laughs> Great. Let's see if you, you get this one today. All right. And this yeah. is... Home- There's more pressure than you think. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, because you've never got one wrong. You didn't get even one wrong last week, which was uh, uh, episode 13. I think episode one I got one wrong. 
Oh yeah, you did actually. It was a yeah. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah, but you haven't. You okay, haven't. Well, haven't got one since then. Um, <laughs> so here we go. Here's the first um, <clears throat> clear throat for poetry reading. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> here we go. Go ahead. First haiku. Foolish amateur detective must track the man who stole the Pope's ring. Um. Sounds like it could be a great movie or a bad movie. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. There's know. no there's no um interspecies intercourse like some of the other <laughs> examples that you've had. A lot of a lot has. of my other ones have like sex somewhere in the lines, yeah. like <laughs> some sort of weird sex. Um Okay, second right, haiku. Give me the next one. Yeah. Born a poor black child. Post misadventures finds he's white all along. wow (laughs) um is that really a movie it sure bloody is mate (laughs) wow um what was the middle line for the second one post adventures post post misadventures so after after his events finds he's white all along wow okay here's the thing I don't think you've seen either of them but you will probably know or heard of them, perhaps. Yeah, because that is, like, so crazy and, like, funny, and that's the one that we're laughing at and thinking about. Mm. I feel like you're giving me a red herring, and mm. that might be the good one. I don't know. That's yeah. a real tough one, because both of them could be bad or good. Yep. Please please tell me the, uh, the, the, the first haiku, thank you. Okay. Foolish amateur detective must track the man who stole the Pope's ring. Uh, the the use of the word foolish makes me think it's like a dumb comedy mm. that probably wouldn't have been received well. And I sure I sure we would use a word like foolish, wouldn't I? Shut up. <laughs> Start a- foolish amateur. Yeah, look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say haiku number one is the critically lame, and haiku number two is the critical acclaim. For God's sake, you get it every bloody week. Yeah, you got it right. Yes, I love <laughs> myself. Please tell me what these movies are. Okay. Is the first one Ace Ventura Pet Detective? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm, so the se- that's the only foolish detective I can think of. The uh, the f- the second one is a film called The Jerk, starring Steve Martin. It's a comedy, and it's like a beloved comedy. Um, okay. But he he's born a born black child just because he was raised by a foster mum who was black. And he didn't understand that he wasn't black too, I guess. Like he's white, but does he have like fully white skin? <laughs> yeah, he's it, 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 no, the there's no film? there's no blackface makeup going on here. He just he's so oh, he's good. he's ignorant and he thinks he's a black person. This is the, this is as much as I can tell you. Like the reading the synopsis, it sounds like. He's he's homeless and stuff at the start, but it sounds like a very Forrest Gump like goes on many adventures through his life. Sort of film. Okay. So, yeah, he starts off a black man <laughs> and ends a white man. Yeah. Sure. Uh, this, okay. And, the, and tell me what the first one was. The other one is also starring Steve Martin. It's Pink hey. Panther 2. <laughs> with Okay. With that de- makes sense. Detective he is a, a clumsy, foolish detective. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, he has to track down the, the person who stole the Pope's ring. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> with a bunch of other See, uh, I zany detectives. <laughs> I 
I haven't seen any of the Pink Panther movies. There's only the two, right? I think it's just two, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it should be kept that way. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, another great episode of Ignorance is This. Sure is. It's all donezo now. I'm so happy I've seen Baby Driver, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that now we finally have both of our most anticipated films over and done with, and now we have nothing to be excited for yeah. for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's it's all downhill from here. Yes. Um, let's talk about what we're going to talk about next week. Oh, what are we going to see next week? Now we've got there's a couple films on at the cinema that I want to see. Valerian. Yeah. Valerian and the city. Sure. City of something. That's the movie about Avatar. <laughs> I, I literally saw that movie, uh, that trailer in the cinema when we were watching Spider Man, and I thought it was Avatar. I was like, "Whoa, oh, really? Wow!" They're actually, yeah, like for like the first couple of shots, I thought like this is the first reveal of the uh, brand new Avatar film. Oh wow! But- <laughs> I wanted to see um, the War of the Planet of the Apes, but I've seen the trailers for that, so. We won't do one. Yeah, and also I haven't seen any other Planet of the yeah. movies. Yeah, that's 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 an example of um like a movie series that you tell someone you tell someone it's good and they don't really believe you because it's just like why would a movie <laughs> yeah. about talking monkeys be good? But it's like they're really good. They're actually genuinely yeah. Great. Like maybe maybe it is the dumb name and dumb premise that makes me not want to go see it. But I know it's good and yeah. I know Andy Circus is good. Yeah. But, Anyway, yeah. um, we can watch Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Hole. Oh, yeah, great. I have... <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> is, is Diary of the Wimpy Kid... I wanted to know this. Is is it already a franchise? Like, is there already movies? Or is this the first one? Oh, no, no, no. This is the th- third or fourth one. Oh, really? Okay. Um, Yeah, the first one came out... Oh, boy, I would have been in, like... We would have been in, like, year nine. Oh, wow. Or year ten. Oh, I had no, um, I had no but idea. But now, the kid that played... um. Uh, well, do not know his name. I'm trying to think. The wimpy but, kid, um, yeah, yeah. The the wimpy kid himself. They're all very old now. Yeah. So they they've all been recast. And the guy that played um the brother of the wimpy kid, he looks exactly the same, but he still got <laughs> recast. <laughs> so it's a bit brutal there. Um, is the movie that you're thinking of, uh, that's coming out soon, Dunkirk? Oh yes, yes. Dunkirk. Yeah, that's very soon, I think. That's another. So that'll definitely I, I be say next week. Next to Star Wars, that's my other most anticipated, yeah. Yeah, love me some Nolan, love me some Harry Styles. Yeah, so th- that, that'll be next week. Yeah, another episode. We're going to watch uh, one of those films. Hopefully one of them comes out <laughs> and we can watch that. Uh, <laughs> catch us on Facebook. Give us a little likey-like. Give us a- Do you know what the Facebook address is? Of? Oh, www.facebook.com slash... Ignorance is this. <laughs> is that it? Ignorance is this podcast. Great. There we go. Oh, yeah. Ignorance is this podcast on Facebook. And bloody go on iTunes, download some episodes. Probably where you're listening to it. Just just wanted to make sure you knew where you were. Uh, and Wait, don't be lazy. Just because you're already on iTunes, just give us a bloody of five yeah. stars. Yep. Yeah, it's do it. It's so easy. Do it. Tell us that we're funny. <laughs> we need it for our social skills. Yeah. That's all we have. <laughs> Um, and as and as always, we like to end the show with a haiku. I've written one today about Baby Driver. Uh, yeah, great. Bit, bit of a simple one. Our haikus are usually like giving advice based on lessons learned in the movie. <laughs> like um, you when you yeah, watch Hush, yep. Hush, you told people that if you are living in the middle of a forest, uh, you need to reevaluate. <laughs> and if you're blind, uh, okay. So here's my one for Baby Driver. Uh, just something uh, yeah. Baby could have learnt. Yeah. If you don't want to get caught by police, 
don't drive sports cars super fast. <laughs> it's a life lesson all of us can take under the belt. Why not just act like the other cars on the road? Why, why drive Lambos <laughs> very fast down highways and do skids? Don't do it, or the police will get you. It's very good.